Hello, and welcome to the ProRata Podcast, a podcast that takes 10 minutes to get you smarter, faster on the collision of tech, business, and politics. Filling in for Dan Primack today, I'm Axios Editor-in-Chief Nicholas Johnston. On today's show, Facebook's decade of dominance and an increase in U.S. life expectancy. But first, the NFL bounces back. It feels like there's been a deluge of bad news for the NFL, starting with the flood of stories about concussive brain damage in football, with the latest research finding that concussions aren't the only way football damages the brain. As those stories spread, there's been a notable drop in high school football participation. For Reuters, half a million fewer high schoolers played the sport in 2018 than the year before. And it's not just brain injuries. The NFL has had other scandals in recent years, from domestic violence incidents to kneeling controversies. And they're coming up on a deadline to reach a new collective bargaining agreement ahead of 2021. Through all of that, NFL ratings had been declining until last year, when a ratings rebound began. After hitting a low of about 15 million viewers per game in 2017, numbers have climbed back above 16 million. Higher ratings are translating into higher prices at the Super Bowl. With a storied franchise in the 49ers facing the Chiefs, who haven't played in the big game in 50 years, interest is unusually high. TickPick CEO Brett Goldberg told Yahoo Finance that the usual drop-off in prices after teams are announced didn't happen this year. In 15 seconds, we'll go deeper on this with Axios Sports Editor Kendall Baker. But first, this. There is more news out there than ever before, but these days, it's harder than ever to find it and to know what to trust. Axios AM takes the effort out of getting smart by synthesizing the 10 stories that will drive the day and telling you why they matter. Subscribe at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the ProRata Podcast. Joining us is Kendall Baker, sports editor at Axios, to talk to us about the NFL's comeback. Hello, Kendall. Hey, how's it going? Thanks, uh, for me. thanks for joining us. So, like, I feel like for the last couple of years, we've been talking about the end of football. It was losing prominence in America's culture. The ratings are down. Nobody wants to play football. But now the ratings are coming back, and everyone's excited for the Super Bowl. Like, what is the trend that you see here? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, obviously, as you mentioned, the, the conversation around football is interesting in the last few years, to say the least. I think when you look at how that hasn't impacted ratings, and in fact, ratings have gone up, I think the biggest takeaway for that for me, is just how that shows how ingrained football is in our culture and even more specifically, like how, how ingrained it is in our, in our media cycle in, in the fall and into the winter. You know, it's one of those sports that is, it has this weekly cadence to it and then there's games on Monday and Thursday. It's just, it's just so ingrained in how networks program their content during the year and, and it's just such a part of our lives. Sunday is kind of owned by football, even Saturday's college football, that it's just very hard for anything to really negatively impact ratings in a large way on a season-to-season basis. Yeah, I mean, even when the audience were down, they're still massive. It's like 15 million people tune in to watch a random Sunday game. Something like 14 of the top 15 television programs this year were football games. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's crazy. And so how does that translate into the business of football? I guess the NFL is booming. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the NFL is booming, and you have, obviously, right deals coming up in the next few years. NFL is the one to watch, going back to, again, ratings being up across the board there, whereas viewership in other sports is down. NFL's business is definitely booming, and I think, uh, you know, they, they obviously, like any sport, would like to have Maybe one more slightly bigger market than the Super Bowl, but I think this matchup is great for them. So if any sense, like the reports of football's death were greatly exaggerated. Look, I think it's interesting, right? Like, I still think about this all the time, and I look at it as, a, as we enter this new decade, the divide between, you know, the, the grip that football has on our culture with the science behind concussions, the science behind CTE, all this, like, that clash, I think, is the biggest question in sports and maybe even outside of sports over the next decade. How does that get resolved? 
what do we see happen? Because those are two really strong forces that uh, it's just very hard to see kind of coexisting or, or, or not you know, changing or, or shifting in, in one way or the other. Yeah, and you see that spill over into youth participation, which is down like half a million off of highs. I mean, is there a worry that sort of the football pipeline is going away? That's a big concern. I think maybe that is the biggest concern of everything. If you look at youth participation, uh, numbers going down. If you look the equipment, there's some you know concerning conversations going on there where youth football helmets are actually the least safe of all helmets because right. a lot of football helmets aren't uh, specifically designed for youth, and they're essentially, in many cases, just these protective shells. And so I think, yeah, when it comes to the future of football, most of the concerning and realist conversations, quite honestly, are about the youth level because that's where a lot of parents aren't educated, where you know, yeah. NFL players know what they're putting themselves into. So, yeah, I think, I think that is going to be the center of the conversation moving forward where you see those declines start to happen and, and the, the outsized effect of that. I mean, that's not going to stop hundreds and hundreds of millions of people from tuning in on Sunday. So let's wrap it up with your picks. Who do you like? First of all, I think it's going to be a really good game. Last year, it ended up being, I guess, a, it was a pretty boring game. It was a good game. But last year, I like wasn't convinced it was going to be a good game. So, so this, I think the te- teams do match up really well. And it, it's it's really going to come down to like which defense can stop the other dominant offense. Right. I'm leaning uh, Chiefs just because I think the Niners are maybe the better overall team, but for some reason in a team sport, I'm just going to lean towards the individual and go with the, the best player on the field, which I think happened to think Patrick Mahomes. So I'm going Chiefs. All right, I'm taking the Niners plus one and a half, and I like the over. Exactly. I think offenses roll in the Super Bowl. I definitely like the over as well. All right, thanks a lot, Kendall. Talk to you again soon. Thank you. My final two after this. Axios gives you the news and analysis you need to get smarter faster on the most important topics. In our unique Smart Brevity format, we cover topics from politics to science and media to tech. Subscribe to get smarter faster at signup.axios.com. And now, back to the ProRata podcast. Now it's time for my final two. Despite an onslaught of scrutiny and scandal over the past few years, Facebook closed out the second decade of the millennium stronger than ever. The tech giant brought in nearly $70 billion in revenue for 2019, up more than 25% from the year prior and up more than 1,300% from 2012, the year it went public. That's all despite the threat of new regulations and increased competition and slowing user growth in the U.S. and Europe. One key data point on its success, however, it's squeezing more revenue out of each user, now more than $41 for each user in the U.S., not bad for a free service. Second, a new report from the CDC found that average U.S. life expectancy increased by one month last year. That's modest, but significant because it marks the reversal of a four-year trend. This gain speaks to two important health stories. Death rates are going down in the U.S. from cancer, and drug overdoses are also declining. For decades, U.S. life expectancy had been on the rise, but fell as suicides and drug overdoses increased from 2014 to 2017. By the numbers, the current life expectancy for an infant born in 2018 is 78 years and 8 months. For women, it's 81 years and 1 month. And for men, it's 76 years and 2 months. And we're done. My thanks to producers Tim Shovers and Naomi Shaven, and thanks to Primac for letting me take a spin on the Pro Rata Podcast chair. He'll be back here next week.